0: Spooky people, and welcome back. Your resident southern fried witch is back this week with our second witchy Q&A session. But instead of me answering the questions you guys send in today, please join me in welcoming back our medium friend, Kevin. Hi, Kevin.
1: Hello. Hello, spooky people.
0: How are you doing?
1: I am quite well. I would, uh, I would venture to say that I am doing extraordinary.
0: I uh, Before we started recording... Kevin was telling me a little story about how his pet mouse has apparently become very roly-poly, despite following the feeding instructions.
1: I know. He he works very hard to be lazy, and he's become <laughs> a very big roly-poly of a mouse.
0: <laughs> he's so cute, have to cut his
1: <laughs> You have to cut Bento's food back a little bit.
0: I love the fact that he's named Bento, too. <laughs> and he has a box. It's Bento's box. Oh, my God.
1: I managed to find at um, at uh, PetSmart, uh, I found a little, he needs a little like chew that's made of wood and stuff and mm-hmm. it's in the shape of uh, sushi.
0: That is made of perfection.
1: It's adorable.
0: So for you out there who don't know, Kevin mentioned in the last episode that his wife is a shaman. She is also a, I would say, curator of the snakes.
1: Yes, she's a reptile enthusiast.
0: Reptile enthusiast. There we go. So we call it Snake Palace is where Kevin lives.
1: I live in the uh reptile fortress, the Snake Palace.
0: And she has what, like five, six now?
1: Uh let's see. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I think there's seven.
0: Are those all the snakes? Uh or is that also is counting to say, or is that also counting the dog lizard, the tagu? No
1: no nah, that was counting the dog lizard the tegu
0: okay so it's five and then six with with my my personal favorite tegu that i have ever met the dog lizard
1: yeah skandran he's uh he's really rad he's a black and white argentine tegu
0: who thinks uh, he's a dog
1: oh yeah no he has little sweaters and a collar we put him on the leash we take him for walks we make Great. the
0: joke that uh that kevin's kevin's dog who we also mentioned in the last episode, who is glued to him at every waking moment, that's Kevin's dog. And then uh, Skin is your wife's dog, even though he's a yeah, tegu, it's... but he thinks Scan he's a dog. Skin
1: is a Courtney scaly dog. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so the reason I mentioned this is because Bento's name came from the fact that he was purchased as lunch for the mini reptiles in kevin's house and was saved because he was so dang cute so he was named bento because he was supposed to be lunch
1: yep um the the quick the quick and dirty uh story on that is uh, typically we don't feed uh live mice and rats to uh our reptiles one it's a safety hazard and two i mean we're not cruel people we 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 do you know the best that we can um but there's a few of the reptiles right now that are refusing to eat anything but live so we had to buy some live um, mice. He happened to be a very uh, pretty color, and it would have been a a, a dang shame to uh, to just make him food. So I was allowed to to spare him and keep him, and now I have a pet mouse. Uh, but since he was a feeder, um, I named him Bento.
0: And he has a box, and he also is alongside sushi now.
1: And he's alongside sushi in his box. It's Bento's box.
0: And now I want sushi.
1: (laughs) Oh my lord. So do I. I want sushi so bad.
0: So bad.
1: Oh, I just want Asian food. I don't care what kind.
0: I know. So true. (laughs) Uh, It's been been so long. You know what? As soon as as all of this blows over and we are allowed to be social again, we will go get sushi. Because I know somebody else who would be down. I know a couple of people who would all be down at that. We'll just have a big hey- we missed your party and we will just do sushi
1: i got a place down the street from me it sells a uh, really good sushi excellent i love Go it Go to the rock and roll sushi
0: yes well so how do you feel about answering some spooky questions today
1: i am an open book
0: so we are going to dive right into the questions and uh mr open book uh how long have you been a medium or what do you recall as your first paranormal experience like if those are two different things feel free to elaborate
1: (laughs) so that's um that's a bit interesting for me because i've been a medium longer than i knew what a medium was but I've also been a medium longer than I knew I was a medium. Uh, so when it comes to when it comes to especially ghosts and the supernatural, I've been talking to ghosts since I was a child. Um, I didn't realize that's what I was doing, but my my mother has confirmed some things for me that I used to talk to things that weren't there or things in the house, and then some stuff would move around, and it's it's just been a, a natural thing for me. Um, especially there's been a, a particular ghost that has followed me my whole life, uh, which I I, I I could elaborate more on later. but uh, as far as my first paranormal experience, it's kind of an accident. I was a teenager it 's the one that I remember the most, um, mm-hmm. besides some like vague stuff when I was a child that my mother has told me that I 'm like, oh yeah, I kind of remember that. My first actual paranormal experience. So there was a place in uh, a town that uh, that will remain nameless just uh, just for legal reasons. But there was a, a an abandoned hospital that had been shut down for years. Rumor had had it that the psych ward had burned down and that's why they stopped using that particular hospital and went somewhere else. Me and some friends we were teenagers, you know, 15, 16, 17, being dumb, broke into this hospital. You know, not not to do anything nefarious. We actually had a camera and we wanted to have a have a ghost experience because it was haunted. And and we, you know, we were dumb and unaware of the dangers of breaking into places.
0: Uh, Still.
1: Right. Still. (laughs) So we got in there and I remember that the rest of them, not not a problem like in the world for them. But I immediately had some issues I wasn't so much nervous about the whole breaking into the place thing as I was, I was hearing doors close and some other people reacted to that as well, but they were just like, oh, it's the wind, it's drafty, but I was you no, know, I'm, I'm seeing people move. I didn't think we were alone. And then I had a moment where the lights had come on and every, there were people moving around and it was very disorienting for like a brief moment. And. Nobody else had seen anything. We continued on. We got to the part of the hospital that had been burnt down underneath there. There was rumor that that's where the the morgue was, or you know the the they did cremations or something in there. I truly do not know I was a teenager. I didn't do research, but it was burned down, and there was a staircase headed towards the basement and The minute I stepped into the burn section, everything felt different. Everything felt wrong, everything felt malicious, maligned. Angry, hateful, and I got to the staircase and I f- felt a hand on my chest, preventing me from moving further. It slightly pushed me back it burned it it cut in it it hurt the rest of my friends thought I was just being a coward, and they went down there on their on their own, but me and another uh, friend of mine she she felt something was a little off, so she went back to the Beginning with me, and um, we, from that moment on, uh, it was not a pleasant experience. Everything felt terrible. Uh, it felt gross. It felt like I was walking through soup. Everything felt heavy. It, that that idea that something is watching you, that is a danger to you. The hair standing up on the back of your neck, skin crawling, that kind of um, bad energy. I got to the the front. Uh, We were just going to keep an eye out and make sure that nobody else came in or the police didn't show up, et cetera, et cetera. But I lifted up my shirt and uh, there was a visible red handprint uh, center of my chest with some blistering, just mild blistering. It was, it burned. It hurt a lot. We were very, it was a distinct handprint, five fingers and... It was a little strange, and uh, I know the moment that I left, uh, we heard a noise down this long hallway, and I saw it before I kind of realized what I was seeing, is there was a shape crawling on the ceiling towards the corner to the wall. It was kind of on the the wall ceiling.
0: No, 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 no. Long,
1: long, almost spider-like and uh it's it's features its features were indistinguished it, its head seemed like it was wrapped in gauze and its arms were in this long white gown straight esque like garment but everything seemed a little like its joints were a bit distended it was stretched far too thin And its head was upside down for the rest of its body. And it skittered towards me at a very rapid pace. My friend, she did not see it. But she did feel like this urge to run. And so we bolted. We bolted. We got out. As you should have. I asked her, did you see it? And she said, no, but there was something down that hallway. And I don't know what it was, but I couldn't stay there anymore. So we just kind of waited outside. And that's my first real experience with seeing something that I could recall what it was. And I don't know to this day what I saw, but I know I saw it clear as day. Later, the rest of us came out and there were some things on the video. Shadows moving, papers moving, uh, nothing really definitive. Like we looked back at it later and I was like, okay, that's that's real neat and all. They found some, like, old discarded papers and stuff, but nothing nothing, of real note. Uh, it's a typical stupid teenage video. I know we ran into the the police later who were like, you're not going up there, are you? And like, absolutely, under no circumstances are we doing that. He was like, yeah, because I'd have to arrest you. And we're like, yeah, we're not going there.
0: Never buddy mine lied.
1: Like, <laughs> buddy Mike was like, yeah, because we already, and we had to elbow him real fast. So I'm sure that 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 cop knew what was up. We didn't get in any trouble. That was my that was my first real paranormal experience.
0: That is bananas and just nope on that thing. Like, no, no on the ceiling. None of that. Not acceptable. Uh, Please go home, sir. And (laughs) we'll not see you later. I
1: still have nightmares about it occasionally. It's it's um, a very vivid recollection.
0: Um no of that nightmare. <laughs> we talked last episode about the importance and I feel like that story is a great segue into the importance of self cleansing and you mentioned that you're you know, you had your jet talisman and other talismans. How did you come to learn about what worked for you and that you needed these things to begin with?
1: Um, mostly through my, my shaman of a wife she is incredible she does a lot of her own research she finds what works and what doesn't uh when it comes to me i have um i've always had a a bit of a, um i would say a, a knack for for determining like power in in stones uh they have a very tingly feeling for me i can identify them as like ones that work ones that don't work certain gems don't work for me at all certain gems feel bad uh like for instance I I think, in, and this one might be an allergy I might be allergic to bloodstone It makes me very itchy If I have it on my person, I get, I get very itchy uh, That's silver interesting. turns on me. Yeah, silver turns straight black on me It tarnishes immediately oh, wow. uh, My skin boils
0: So you absolutely have an allergy to silver
1: Absolutely have an allergy to silver uh, I made a mistake of using um, uh, Of eating with legit silverware And uh, my throat began to close like, I, I cannot handle silver Oh wow! Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh, when, uh, what I've learned what, what works for me is through trial and error. Again, I feel like the hum of stones. I feel vibration. I feel, uh, I guess, a, a tingly energy with some of them, and uh, I, you know, I kind of just go with what works. It's informed trial and error. From like, uh, like I said, my wife does a lot of the research, so she knows the basis of what it should be doing. And then we uh, we just put it into Talisman and see if it works for me. So
0: Excellent. Yeah, t- trial and error is sometimes uh, the only way that you can really find out those things I've discovered personally.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Well, you said that in the last episode, you said something that I said I was going to ask you about later because I really wanted to know. Someone once told you that you are a channel for negative energy. Is that a story that you can can share um
1: yes sort of uh so typically when wacky supernatural things happen uh when paranormal activities happen around me um they usually happen to me and a lot of them for a very long piece of my life was not a positive experience they were usually very scary things and very angry things that lashed out and i'm usually the one that suffered Repercussions of those. Uh, and a lot of them were long term emotional effects that the people around me were far less affected than I was. That said, I don't know of any entities that were positive energy entities. So I don't really have experiences with that. But when it came to negative emotions or negative spirits and entities, it always had a knack for fun- funneling into me. And for a long time, I had a reputation of just being a channel for negative energy. I was told by uh, another practitioner that I was a channel for negative energy, uh, that it flowed just naturally through me. Stones that ward off negative energy typically don't agree with me. Black tourmaline, it feels wrong in my presence. There are just, there's a lot of things that uh, have led Credence to this this idea that I am this this uh, channel for negative energy uh, it flows through me it 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 doesn't it doesn't I would I wouldn't say it like knocks me down nearly as hard I'm able to like tolerate it for a much longer time than a lot of people right but those are those are some of the situations that uh that led to someone telling me that I was a channel for negative energy
0: see that's really interesting to me. I was accused once when we were experimenting and trying to figure different things out. There's a, a friend of mine that I hung out with for a very long time that I've mentioned on the show before who had absolutely no self-preservation instinct and possibly made you look like some sort of hesitant saint. <laughs> Me? Uh, have yeah, it we made met? you look that No, you have not. You if you
1: <laughs> No, I meant like have you... I met because i I am not cautious at all,
0: yes, and I stand by my statement
1: <laughs> oh my,
0: yes, well, you also don't uh willfully and knowingly endanger others just to see what will fact. happen
1: in fact i'm 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 pretty protective when it comes to uh I know I'm about to do something dumb, I try to be informed when I do something dumb, but I try not to endanger people around me,
0: yeah, that's why I stand by my statement so. This person, I'm not, I am don't think they were a channel for negative energy. I just don't think they cared. And they had some positive stuff. Like, I'm not just completely shit-talking somebody. I hung out with them for a long time. They just made mm-hmm. some really questionable life decisions in areas and didn't seem to have any compunction or care what came through as long as things happened, as it were so we were we were attempting to expand senses and things like that and there were four or five maybe six of us there trying to see beyond sight stuff sitting in a dark room trying to see what impressions came and all that stuff and this person flat out said i'm sorry i can't see like i keep i keep trying to see things like in the shadows and uh apparently miranda is just too bright." Oops, to the people who know me and the fact that i have now picked up the name spooky and have been a medium and like all of the the kathonic stuff and now i've done my star chart and know that there's reasons why that stuff is comfortable to me this was funny then too like <laughs> so i have a query And I just used a word that I'm not sure if I have used terribly much on the show before. So we are going to define it and then we're going to discuss because I'd like your opinion. Absolutely. Uh, The word chthonic is from the ancient Greek and literally means in, under, or beneath the earth. It's subterranean, but Mm -hmm. the word in English describes deities or spirits of the underworld, especially like ancient Greek religion. But it's expanded to be applied to the underworld, more earth-tied, or, to be perfectly honest, blood-drippy deity types. Not just Greek. And so it's basically the opposite of what one would consider celestial. So, like, if Hades is Chthonic, then Zeus would be celestial, and that's kind of like energies that are in balance kind of thing Mm -hmm. so instead of applying it to just subterranean think of it more in line with you know dead spirits of the dead that feeling that you get when you think about those things or you know when you're in the room with a ghost or something like that it's that kind of dark spooky almost (sighs) It's the aspects of life that are very physical, the knowledge Mm -hmm. that everything dies, things like that. That's kind of what I have come to understand as chthonic, where art and joy and the flow, like the creative flow, when you get into the stream of it and then like seven hours pass and it feels like it's been 20 minutes. That's the more celestial, overworld energy stuff. So, my question to you, and we've discussed this a little bit, but do you think that perhaps you're just more tied to chthonic energies like i am Um, or that it's actually a channel for negative energy specifically because those can be very different things well given
1: your given your definition i'm I'm sure that it plays into uh, a a very big part of it i'm not even as a creative person I, i i do venture to say that i'm a creative person Um, But even then, I don't ever really get lost in my projects. I never have gotten lost in my projects. I don't feel that bloom of like, seven hours has passed. Eh, Here you go. I'm a very grounded and worldly person. But if you're talking chthonic energy, like I told you uh, earlier, I, I am very new to that term and that terminology, but it doesn't sound too far off from the things that i experience especially with my my ties to to the unliving um
0: well and just because you might be quote a channel or just very tied to those underworld type energies doesn't mean that you can't also experience or invest in the overworld stuff it's just what comes naturally to you sort Mm -hmm. of thing For example, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail on this, but for anybody out there who is familiar with like the actual old school astrology stuff, I have three planets in the eighth house, including my sun sign. And the eighth house is the house of moors, which is the house of death. So to have three of your basically 12 planets in that house means that there is a lot of energy there. And it's very comfortable to me. That does not mean that that is what I am good at, what I'm going to do forever, or even what I need to do forever. Sometimes I have to be uncomfortable to make progress in things, but I do it really well and I know it really well. So it takes more work for me to do the more overworldy stuff. But I mean, as you know, I'm an artist. I, I love doing art and I've worked very hard at it for a very long time uh, to be good at it. And that's one of the few things in this world that I don't let my insecurities get to me about and be like, no, I'm a good artist. I'm, I'm a good artist who's been working on building my portfolio for years. And that's not at all the like natural quote energies of what I do well. If it makes any Ooh. sense. like If I just sat back and coasted for the rest of my life, I could do the medium stuff. I could do the witchy stuff because that's where the energy in my life naturally is. But that doesn't mean that I can't do the other stuff. No, so. no, that's absolutely
1: fair. Like, uh, that's that's a really fair assessment. And I, I think that uh, when it comes to myself um, thinking more about that, which I'll have to do more research and and you know, meditate on it a little bit and kind of ruminate on on how I feel about it. But um, I think that I would too fall into the category where kathonic energy is very very natural. Right. It's very easy for me to draw upon, um, and it probably flows through me uh, pretty easily. Uh, so I'll yeah. agree with that.
0: Well, and you know, I I know this is a new concept, and I didn't expect like a solid answer, but it I thought it was an interesting discussion. Oh yeah, I would be interested in maybe doing your star chart at some point. See if we can find any information there. Please, and I would also be interested in uh, continuing this discussion further, either on or off podcast. Obviously off because we talk a lot. But <laughs> just saying, we're chatty, Kathy. We are chatty, Kathies. And we're chatting Kathy's about witchy stuff too, because there's not super many outlets in life that you get for that sometimes. So no,
1: no, not at all. Um, There's a very select group of people that I've been able to really talk to about it. I mean, I, I live in the Bible South, like they don't want to hear it,
0: but uh, that's why I point out that I am a Southern fried witch because (laughs) that gives a very clear, detailed and immediate perspective and paints a very concise picture when i use that phrase it's (laughs) uh
1: it's quite apt and accurate
0: also gives you just the the lay of the land as it were also things that are southern fried are, are
1: awesome and delicious
0: i mean if it's not if you can't fry it in bacon grease it's not worth eating like my grandmother used to say
1: exactly
0: back to our questions What is your scariest experience as a medium? And I know this one, but I want you to share it with the spooky people.
1: So um, you would think uh, that it is that original uh, situation where my first real thought or my first real experience with uh, the paranormal. Oh, uh, but no. Oh, but no. Typically, when it comes to my experiences as a medium. I am usually very in control of the situation. I, if I, I feel like I could leave at any time. I feel like I can control the environment that I'm in. And I'm not a medium that provokes other entities. I am not one to taunt, provoke, or in any way anger whatever it is that I'm talking to, despite how rude they can be. I am very respectful, and I usually ask. Um, and if I cannot get the answers that I want, I usually leave. Well,
0: and I've also seen you just firmly state boundaries, but that's not taunting Mm -hmm. or provoking. You're just like, if you're not going to work with me, then I am going to do this, and then I am going to leave.
1: Yeah, I'm very clear about my intent, and I'm very clear about uh, what's going on. I think that that is fair. Uh, A lot of these uh, entities have been here much longer than I have, and uh, in some cases, I'm in their house. Uh, That is important to remember. Uh, when people are delving into these sorts of things. That said, my scariest experience came basically when I, uh, when things were outside of my control. Uh, my boundaries were crossed, and I was not in control of my situation. And that is a very uncomfortable situation for anyone to be in, uh, much less when it is your own body. Now, I say that because the place that I am in, Currently is a very old factory that's been repurposed as a an apartment complex, and it has its own hauntings to it. And it's fine; everything is perfectly reasonable, respects boundaries, aside from this older gentleman who wears these dress shoes with the wooden heels. You can hear them click, click as they follow you down a hallway. He's a very angry individual. I don't know who he was. I don't know anything about the man. I just know that he appears every now and again to scowl or glare. And he had taken to following my uh, wife and I. The dog gets raised hackles when she goes down the long hallway. It's It's a big thing. You can hear the click, click click as he moves. There was an evening that I awoke and at the foot of my bed I saw him standing Uh, and I was unable to move again. I was kind of stuck watching and he disappeared and above me, still unable to move, this white shroud just manifested descended slowly on me. I felt old. It felt lonely, angry. It was, it was a very strange sensation. Um, kind of felt like taking a dunk in a uh, in a pool in the middle of winter. But I was unable to move or do anything. And I felt myself trying to struggle against whatever it was that was holding me. And I couldn't. I couldn't breathe. The air left my body. And I felt my body move on its own without my moving it. I rolled to my side, I sat up, and I woke my wife who was sleeping, and I spoke in a voice that was not I said Help me in voices that were not mine and my wife reasonably freaked out uh she pushed me because it was very odd um and then kind of shook me out of whatever was happening and i never blacked out i was very cognizant the whole time i looked at her and i blinked a few times and i was able to move uh, started with my fingertips but i could start moving my body again uh and she asked me what had happened i didn't have a reasonable explanation I, I tried to explain what was going on. She was like, okay. And she smudged, like, immediately. Smug cleansed the room. We got that out of the way. Um, we made it very clear that my body was not uh, was not okay, and my body is not a place where you can just reside. But uh, it left in a... Whatever it was left in a, a very big hurry, and I was, I was very drained. I think for the better part of, what was it, uh, Miranda? Three months, I couldn't see auras or i couldn't see the dead
0: if it wasn't that it was really close and even though it didn't happen to me it felt like longer because i was concerned
1: yeah i've never been able to not at least see aura uh it's it's hints of color around a person it's not like this bright shiny like beacon of a, a flag it's it's this feeling of a color and i i can see them i can feel them and for about three months my world was very empty and dull it was a very strange sensation not being able to see ghosts for me i realize how many people aren't actually there and it's very bizarre for me but for about three months uh that 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 took away um my my abilities for about three months uh took three full moons for me to uh to recharge and I didn't know it was gonna come back or not. Um but that was my scariest experience. It was completely taken out of my hand. It's the only time I've ever I don't let things in. That's I'm a no zone. Like you talk to me, you can you can, you know, move things around me, but I don't I don't do that. That's not uh that's not something that uh that I risk.
0: Yeah that was uh when you told me about that that was a that was a scary experience. And The way that it affected you in addition to how long it took was super upsetting to me as well because when I start to get dampened or something like that and lose what I am used to perceiving of the world, I know how I feel and it has never gone away entirely so to, if i would i could not even because of, of course i always put like empathy i put myself in other people's shoes and you and i have been friends for what feels like forever now and immediately as soon as you told me the story i was like oh my god i bet he is so upset and so scared right now i don't know what to do
1: it's it's kind of like um it's kind of like being a waking up tomorrow and not being able to see the color blue
0: right which it's, is it's Unfathomable. Strange.
1: Yeah. So. Well,
0: thank you for sharing that.
1: that. A... <laughs> You're welcome. That was a rough one for me. It uh, hasn't I... happened since.
0: I hope it doesn't happen again. I'm the same. <laughs> With that, the one last question that I have for you. You mentioned something a little bit about it when we were talking about your silver allergy, but I'm not sure if you cut out or if it was just my headphones. So my last question is can you tell us about your experience with the moon that you mentioned in the last episode and in this episode a couple of times
1: oh yeah no me and the moon go way back um uh, my energy uh, my, like my natural like whether i am like lethargic and sleeping on the couch or, like i'm ready to run through the fields is really dependent on the waxing and waning of the moon as it waxes i get more energetic and the full moon for me is a uh, the full moon for me is it that is my time. I am at my most powerful. I am at my most energetic. Uh it has always been something that uh y- y- you can draw uh conclusions to what the phase of the moon is by how I am acting. And it, I didn't I don't keep track of the moon. I just it's just it's happened around me and people have been like must be a full moon and then I look and it's a full moon. I crazy channel to the moon. Um, when I meditate, I meditate with a moonstone. It's good for psychic projection, but it's also really good for my personal energy. I resonate with moonstones very well. I have, uh, I do have a family history of lycanthropy, which I do like to toad.
0: Well, that's all right, honey. I'm a vampire. <laughs> we're just, we're just the spooky club over here. It's fine.
1: <laughs> we're the spooky club. But that said, pretty much, pretty much every, every interaction i have involving the moon when it gets full i want to run through the fields in full moonlight when it's when it's a new moon is uh is my time to relax refresh recharge you know prepare for the uh the coming waxing i have i have uh, sheer lunacy as it were
0: well i support your brand of lunacy sir i find it to be intriguing (laughs) interesting and endearing (laughs)
1: like i said i i know uh i try to plan um some of my more uh my paranormal experiences i try to plan when i'm doing something like a a paranormal investigation or something around the full moon one easier to see flat out two i am at my most power or at least i feel that way so
0: oh i I support the easier to say like (laughs) i also i appreciate the, the, the fact that uh if we go you know Investigating or anything like that, that you're gonna be more powerful, more on yourself, more on your game. But like, if nothing else, I appreciate being able to see. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the so, energy yeah. is
1: the, a lot, but the uh, the being able to see at night is so really good for me.
0: Also, nice bonus. So, <laughs> well, thank you for allowing me to interview you, and you know, congratulations. You are the second official Witchy Q and A episode. Maybe if uh you would like to join us again in the future, which I'm hoping so, we can actually get some of our beautiful, spooky listeners to send in questions for you specifically.
1: Yeah, sure. I'm always like I said, I'm a, I'm an open book. Uh I'm I'm always happy to answer questions. Uh I, I like I said, I I have a lot of interesting things that happen around me that I don't have the explanations to, but I'm willing to share my experiences.
0: I'm very excited for that. And also maybe uh, I know there's been some side talk with us uh, about putting together Spooky Squad and potentially going to do some investigations and sharing our experiences on the podcast.
1: Uh, I I, I actually have already talked to my wife about that, who has said uh, that I have permission to go, but I do not have permission to bring anything home.
0: Hey, that's all we need, really. (laughs) I don't I don't want to bring anything home, so I'll just go to your house and let your beautiful wife, uh, make sure that we have not brought anything home. I'm down for it.
1: She's really good for that.
0: She's excellent for that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that brings us to the end of our witchy Q and a, however, we still have our witchy tip for this week. And I would like to take a moment and do a three card tarot spread to just sort of give an overview of what we can look forward to in the, in the next week between, you know, you guys listening to us now and, when I get to talk to you again. And the spread today is actually, I kind of feel like my cards are being jazzy. It's informative and I appreciate it, but at the same time, if anybody's really sort of paying attention, it's not news, basically. A three-card spread, as many know, but in case you don't, uh, is the recent past, the present, and the near future. So it's not a long-term spread. i just shuffled and asked the question what do we need to know this friday and the recent past is the card of temperance which is important because temperance is one of the major arcana which typically means if you get a major arcana card in one of your draws uh, you know in any spread that's sort of a milestone that's a, a major life marker kind of thing it's not going to be like a wedding or a childbirth it could be the ending of a cycle of a particular lesson or any number of things depending upon what the card itself is but temperance in specific is acceptance compassion harmony finding the balance between what you have learned to this point and finding new really compassion is is temperance it's patience understanding compassion and how you balance your energies and the life lessons that you have brought to this point going forward so recently we've been learning a lot of compassion and temperance and patience and hopefully coming to a sort of balance with it the present card is the ace of swords which means that there is a mental Energy surrounding us in life right now that has not yet fully formed, but it is a new idea, a new perspective that is starting to come into focus. And for those who go with it, you continue on and it will blossom, and, and knowledge will come to you as we go into that experience. And typically, for those who may resist, it kind of feels like a knife in the head. I don't know if you guys knew this, but there's a there's a shift in perspective in the world right now. <gasps> Kelshock. In the near future, we see the Knight of Wands. And wands are the fire, the creativity, the passion, the drive. It doesn't necessarily have to be creativity in painting a painting or crocheting a blanket it can be creating a new organization it can be creating a new business it can be anything that you create a new perspective in someone you can create a new perspective in someone else and that is your creation your passion so new directions is one of the main things that the knight of wands represents there are a couple of things but in reading this, the one that I saw in conjunct with the other two cards is we are headed in new directions and we are going to be headed there passionately and with great creativity and a drive to see what destination these new directions are going to bring us to. So all in all, I personally think that this is a very positive reading and I hope that you guys are able to apply it to your life and that it helps you in some way Um, that is our little witchy tip tarot for the day thank you very much to kevin for joining us i have been very happy and excited to have you and i super appreciate your uh your sharing of the spooky side of your life
1: i'm happy to be here and thank you again for having me
0: If you guys want uh, Kevin to come back, please feel free to let me know, hit me up on Instagram or send me an email. If you also have a spooky story that you would like to share, please send it in to thatspookylifepodcast at gmail.com. Or if you are interested perhaps in coming on and telling a spooky story yourself, that is something that I'm considering doing in the future. I know some people don't want to talk. Some people are weird about being on radio. I have no problem with that. We can just get in touch and you can share your story and I can read it. Or, you know, if you're interested, please let me know. So all of that said, thank you very much for joining this week. My name is Miranda and I hope that the rest of your week until we can talk again is fun, positive, safe, and maybe a little bit spooky until next week. Keep living that spooky life, guys. Bye.